I don't ever get tired of the intro and song. I'm going to give a quick shout out to my boy, Nigel Northstar out of Rochester, New York. We're putting that beat together. I'm taking it on tour with me when I do my stage presentations and win all my awards. That's my intro music. They say all great heroes should have uh, theme music, and that's my theme music right there. So, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. It's me, the DRE Chef Dave Cuisine, coming at you with the recipe menu money on Intentional Talk Radio Network. Be sure to listen to all the great podcasters on this station, including mine and anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can listen live right now at itrnradio.com. And we do have a text message number, so all my people that are listening live, it's a 682-710-1101, 682-710-1101. You can text in any messages that you might uh, have or any questions that you want to have, any accolades, um, find out about the, you know, other podcasters on the station, uh, a bunch of numerous things, or you can tune in live, right? Uh, some of you are going to be listening to this recorded, but we're live right now, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, and uh, we're going to have an incredible, incredible show today. So I'm definitely excited to be here. I got Kiana in the building, you know, doing what she does uh, behind the scenes, making sure everything flows correctly and it sounds incredible and making sure the recording goes right and, you know, sending me my messages telling me I need to speak up in the mic, right? So, uh, or the, the, the annoying buzz that happens when I have my fan on, you know, in my office sometimes, you know, but Hey, I appreciate that because it only makes me better. It only makes the show better and gets better. So again, make sure you text in 682-710-1101 with any questions, comments, concerns, show topics, um, and, and please check out the other podcasters on uh, the Digital Talk Radio Network. There's some incredible, incredible podcasters on here. I mean, Dr. Keisha, I mean, her show is incredible. Colette's show that comes on Tuesdays. I mean, you, you, you just got to check everybody out, man. There's some incredible doctors and some very notable people and intelligent people uh, that are on here that are bringing some serious change, not only just for our community as people of color, but the global community because that's really what it is about. You know, we're about the the humankind, right? The human race. There's so many different races out there. And uh, the only race that, <laughs> only race we start with is birth and it ends at death. So everything that's in the middle of that race is a marathon. So it's not really a race. We're not really a race except for the human, right? So, uh, but welcome to the show today. Today is going to be um, a, a, a another walk through time being infinite, right? So um, everybody that that knows me, you know, as a coach, as a as a, a a coach of teams, you know, my 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 school Ben Barber this week we go to compete for nationals um, for twenty 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 two. Pro Start Invitational. Uh, we're going up against, I believe, 48 or 49 other uh, opponents from different states all over the United States. And uh, we were the champions for Texas. And all this week, we've really just been talking about building a mindset, right? Uh, we do six-day-a-week practices. Shout out to, to Chef David Roberson 
um, who is a is a titan when it comes to coaching these kids on culinary excellence. Right? You know, um, I was fortunate to be a part of his team as a coach and as a mentor, and you know, we've had an opportunity to be champions. And so, now this week, the fifth through the ninth, this is May 2022. Um, the fifth through the ninth, we're going to pro start in DC, and we're not taking one, but we're taking two teams. And uh, one team is for the restaurant concept portion, the other one is for culinary competition. So uh, for my people that are listening that, that, that are there before we compete, you know, send up a prayer to the Lord. Two or three are gathered in his name in the midst. Of we'll be, we've got 48 tough competitors that we have to go up against. And I'm just seeing the Lord to have us have victory. Uh, we beat last year's national champion who are actually from Texas. So we're looking for a Texas two-peat as far as returning champions still coming from the state of Texas. Uh, and to keep that trophy in the state. Uh, but more importantly, we want both teams to come out on top. Two different categories, both number one teams. And it, 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 it brought me up to a point last week. If you remember, we were talking about time. And my topic started off with time is infinite. It ended up with stories, right? Stories is what shapes us, is what forms us. And Kiana told her story of, you know, uh, her mis- being mischievous when she was a kid that her parent didn't even know. And her parent was actually on on the uh, show as well. And it was just like, I never knew. I don't know if y'all listen to Tony Baker. I never knew, right? And so uh, time being infinite, that's something that's going to stand the test of time with those stories. And I think as we get older and, and we become more mature in walking through life, we have to understand that, that time doesn't have a deadline, right? Time is the one thing that is consistent and doesn't ever wait on you, right? See, I could have waited to become coach of this team. I could have waited to be asked because, I mean, the school is about an hour away from me. My great friend who's also my fellow competitor in uh, the World Food Championships, uh, and, and I mean, fellow teammate, not competitor, fellow teammate. You know, we've been friends for quite some time. And I make that hour drive to the other side of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex because I believe in those kids, and they believe in me as their coach, and they definitely showed it, you know, with, with, with that. But if I put, if I wouldn't have took the time to go out there and do it, I might have wasted an opportunity for growth because in addition to that in time, I've competed on a lot of stages. I've won a lot of awards and the one coveted award that has eluded me has been the, you know, being the, the, the hundred thousand dollar world food champ. And, but because I've been so consistent in always qualifying, always being a top 10 chef, I had an opportunity to judge in last year. And there was a young man by the name of uh, Preston Wynn out of Dallas College and Dallas Community College. And he goes to the culinary program there. And he's 18 at the time when he does this. And it was qualifiers, which was last year. He presented me with a dish. And some people like it and some didn't. And I looked at it and I told him, I said, if all your dishes look like this one, you'll win the World Food Championships. Now, this is literally about a year 
a year ago, uh, maybe about six months, because I believe that, that that one was in October. And I spoke that into existence for him because that play was absolutely flawless. I mean, there, there were a few little things. Flawless is the wrong word. There were a few little tips and tricks, you know, that gave him to, to, to up it up. But besides that, it was one of the best dishes, if not the best dish in the tournament. So he goes on with him and his parents and, you know, his, his parents have regular jobs, right? But they're also his sous chefs. He's the main chef. And of course, they're supporting his dream. First, he won top 10 finalist. Then he won his category, the chef category, arguably the hardest category at the World Food Championships. And this is at 18. 19 years old, just yesterday, he won the $100,000 grand prize for the World Food Championships at 19 years old, college student. And I say that to everybody listening. Time is not your friend. It's infinite, but it's not infinite to your purpose and your goal. I feel well enlightened that he proved me right because I spoke that word to him back in October because I saw the greatness in his dish. I mean, it was it was incredible. And all they did was get better and grew over time. Now he went up against some seasoned chefs, um, you know, a three time three time pastry uh, world. I mean, dessert world food champion chef. You know, a couple of two time chefs in the in the state category, and he he had some stiff competition of people that had a lot of wisdom. But the one thing he had on his side was. No fear. Because time was not a factor for him. In his mind, me being 18 or 19 years old doesn't mean I'm not excellent at what I do. Because everybody in the competition was older than him, at least by 10, 15 years. On the low end, right? We're talking about seasoned chefs. And he's new and still in culinary school. And he didn't let time or lack thereof as far as experience stop him from achieving achieving that top goal. And it got me thinking about how we look at time. We see time as a dial, a watch, a clock, numbers that ascend. Stop. And when we really dive into it and think about it, especially from a health perspective, time really has no beginning and an end, only us as people. Because we all know that we're born and we die. Those are two finites that happen. It's what we do in the dash that's important. Like when you're looking at a clock, it's not the numbers that are important. It's the hand that's taking this important. Because that is what's governing us. Not the, the not that it's 312, you know, here at Central Time. But the seconds that are continuing to go and how you are not maximizing your time with your purpose. You're not maximizing your time knowing your worth, excelling in your worth, and growing in your worth. 
And y'all know, y'all heard me say this on my show plenty of times. There's uh, so many people out here that are incredible at so many things. And they get, they pigeonhole themselves into one thing. And then they get in that fear of comfortability. And they don't want to branch out and step out. So they never really achieve their full purpose because they follow what everybody else has taught them. And this isn't everybody, but this is a majority. Many of you listening to this think that you have time to achieve your dreams. Think that you have time to achieve your goals. So you haven't started on them. Many of us are avid procrastinators and don't even realize that we are. Because we go day by day doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same, I mean, expecting a different result makes us insane. We're not thinking clearly. And many of you have the potential to be incredible world speakers, world changers. And some of you are doing it. Most of you are not. Most of you love the security of your chosen profession. Many of you love the security of your career or your job or even your business. You know, this this isn't just the people that just have jobs. We're talking about people in business, too. I know so many people that have incredible businesses, you know, that never took it to the next level. I was in that boat for a long time at an incredible catering company. I got comfortable with doing just enough, you know, and and it helped us survive the pandemic. But, man, we could have went over the top if if before the pandemic I had been going for more. It's like they say when you set a goal. And I learned this from personal development. When you set your goal, always add this to your goal or something better. So every time that you read it, you'll know that once you hit that pinnacle, once you hit that goal, once you hit that, 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 that point or that bullseye that you were shooting for, know that there's always better, right? Many of you out there want to be millionaires, right? And most people say, you know what? I can't wait to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. But what if you're destined to do something better? What happens when you hit that million dollars and you get comfortable? I did. I hit six figures in my catering company consistently over and over again. And I did probably just enough work to stay at that six figures. When I knew I could have did more, I chose not to because it was consistent. And it didn't help that I wasn't walking 100% of my purpose. It was part of my purpose, but it wasn't my purpose, right? My purpose is really my voice. That's why I started this podcast. And, and I'm, I'm a coach and a speaker, soon to be an author, keynote, things of that nature. And now that I'm walking in my purpose, I'm just seeing a lot of things blossom and bloom, including the catering. But for years, I set a goal that I wanted a consistent six figures every year out of my company, Profit. And I did that. And once I did it, I didn't go for more. I was comfortable and complacent living in that complacency. I mean, it helped me get through an entire pandemic where we lost about 72% of our revenue for two years. I was savvy enough to, you know, how to put back and, 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 and where to keep the money, you know, that they call it a rainy day fund, right? Well, that was like a rainy two years. <laughs> We're just now, uh, uh, you know, getting our umbrella replaced, right? And it just really got me to thinking about the time that I wasted 
with the wrong people, the time that I wasted not being focused, the time that I wasted doing things that were not advancing my purpose or myself, doing menial things, you know? No no disrespect to social media, but we probably spend more time on social media than we do planning our lives. I'm just going to be real. You don't have time to do that. Take the time and sit down and plan out your life. Don't spend more hours on your vacation planning than you do on the next 30 years of your life. Because time is not your friend. It's infinite to everybody but you. Because, see, when you die, time's going to keep going. So think about that when I say this to all 7.2 billion people on the planet. Time is infinite to everybody but you. Because all you have is the dash. You have a starting point and an ending point. And no matter what your faith is, you have a starting point and an ending point. No matter what your religion is, whatever your relationship is with the creator, the great architect of the universe, you have a starting point. And an ending point. But time does it. It's going to keep going. I mean, look at the earth. Most people that planted trees when they were four or five years old still haven't seen that tree be fully grown yet. And some of them are in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. Because it's going to keep going. That need us. And so I'm going to implore you, everybody that's listening today, take some time to plan out your life. Plan out who you want to be. Right? When's the last time, if ever, that you took some time to to grab a sheet of paper, type it in a Google Doc, put it in a typewriter, send yourself a text message, you know, write it in crayon. When's the last time that you put down 10 to 20 characteristics of who you want to be, not who you don't want to be? We can always find the negative in life. It's easier to find 50 things that you don't want to be than it is to find 50 things that you want to be. When's the last time that you wrote down your character? When's the last time that you really took a a inventory of who you want to be and write it down on paper and look at it? You know, men, men say they want to be a better father, better, better husband, better brother, you know, but did you take the time to write down the characteristics that take that into place and then start framing your life into it? See, this is things that deal with the subconscious and deal with the mind. Because a man is only the sum parts of what he thinks regularly, or a woman. What he thinks about daily. That's the total sum of a man. Your thoughts. And if you think incorrectly, your life will be incorrect. If you think correctly, your life will be correct. Now we all run into those roadblocks. Things happen in life. Right? It's all about your reaction and how you handle it. And many of you haven't taken that time to write down who you are. And if you're not that person, write down who you want to be and work towards it. We'd rather make excuses on, that's just the way that I am. And I'm guilty of it. Oh, if any of my friends from high school and college know me, that's just the way Dre is. And when I acted a certain way, that's just who I am. I'm not going to change for you. I'm not going to conform. And it was a cop-out because I didn't want to be different. And that was the way that I justified it. This is who I am. This is how I act. 
That's who I'm going to be. That's who I was born to be. That's how God put me on this earth. You know, stop blaming God for how your your choices have, have caused you to be in the rut that you in. Stop blaming God for that. God didn't do that. You chose to be that way. He gave us all the same abilities to have different personalities and gave us a choice to decide whether we want to be a jerk or we want to be a, 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 a hero. We have that because there's villains and heroes in everybody's story. I'm sure I'm a villain in, in somebody's story and a hero in some others, just as you are. But take the time to write down 20 characteristics of who you want to be. And compared to who you are now, you'll be surprised at some of the things that you could achieve if you would just take the time to do it. I've been doing personal development for quite some time. I listen to all different people. and One of my favorite people to listen to is uh, Earl Nightingale. If you know anything about Earl Nightingale uh, from the you know, from the 50s, he was a radio personality. He did all these great things. He always talked about the key to success being someone who's progressively working towards a worthy ideal. He didn't put it on money. He didn't put it on stuff, things. He put it on that individual who's progressively working towards a worthy ideal. And that idea doesn't have to be something that changes the world, but it changes their world. And some of the examples he used, which I thought was powerful, was, you know, the housewife. You know, in this day and age, a lot of incomes are are, are, are two working parents. So that that past notion of a stay-at-home wife, you know, was, was minimal or stay-at-home mom in this day and age. I know there's quite a few of you out there, I'm not saying that you're not. But, you know, it's, it's become outdated is the wrong word, but it's been, it's, it's been, it's becoming a, not a regular thing because everything keeps going up and, you know, they don't pay men the way that they used to pay them back in the day where you had a, you know, a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars worth of rent, but you made $900 a month. You know, now you make $9,000 a month and your rent is $9,000, right? I don't know if anybody saw those those rent prices in New York here recently for a one-bedroom studio apartment starting at $6,200, right? But in that, that woman that wanted to be a housewife that is doing an incredible job of taking care of the kids, you know, being a soccer mom, you know, doing the, the, the community picnics and taking the kids where they needed to go, if she's rewarded and happy in that, She's just as successful as Jeff Bezos worth $176 million because she can be happy and harmonious with everybody in her neighborhood, in her life. She's happy and fulfilled with her children, with her husband, right? Because, I mean, $176 billion still didn't keep him from not getting divorced, right? So is money really the true definition of success? No, progressively working towards a worthy ideal, whatever that ideal is for you. You know, there was a gentleman many years ago that I talked to that was selling a pizza joint. 
and in selling that pizza joint, we couldn't understand why, because it was extremely profitable. He had been doing it for 20, 30 years. And he was ready to sell it because he knew it wasn't his purpose. He said he wants to walk in his purpose. He said, oh, I've been very profitable. I've been good, not even great at this. Built up an incredible, incredible plan. He built the plan up so much that when people buy it from him as a franchise, he doesn't do like typical franchisers and charge the franchiser fees and things like that. He charges one upfront fee. And it pays for everything. He doesn't even take any percentages after he sells you the the restaurant concept. Now, he doesn't sell it to you cheap, but still. He's not like the other franchises that take, you know, 10%, you know, of your profits and you got to pay for their training, et cetera, et cetera. Right? He just buys, he just has people buy it outright. They get to use his name. There's no more, you know, money that's owed to him. He pay your, you know, millions of dollars to him and you're done because he wanted to fulfill his purpose. And see, for me, I want to enlighten the minds of that because fulfilling your purpose will increase your health. When you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it comes natural, it comes easy, and it's more rewarding than when you're doing something you were forced to do. And I want you to think about this when you think about time again being infinite. When we were young, we thought we were immortal. immortal. I can't say that word today. We're immortal. And in that immortality, we could do anything. Be a fireman, astronaut, president, billionaire, whatever. Somewhere in life, during this time, People started implementing ideas on what we should be and what we should do. From parents to teachers to clergy to neighbors, even your friends. I know when you were a kid, somebody said, oh man, you're really good at that. You should pursue that. And you pursue it not really thinking about, this is what I want to do. You pursue it because you're good at it. Everybody's had that moment in time where it's just like, yeah, you're good at something. And then quickly after about three or four months, maybe even three or four years, maybe even 10 years, it's just like, you know what? I don't feel right really doing this, even though I'm really good at it. I'm great at it. And I don't feel fulfilled. And we don't feel fulfilled, right? Then that's when your health starts declining. That's when your mental capacity starts declining. You start making bad decisions. You stop living happy on a regular basis because you're basically doing something that's not in your purpose. Not saying it's not in your wheelhouse. I mean, in this day and age, with the way the economy is, the way jobs is, the way technology grows, you know, you've got to be, you got to go from being, you know, a jack of all trades and a master of none to being a master of multiple trades <laughs> and a jack of none, Right. You know, this day and age, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a chef today, but I continue to evolve because somebody's, you know, building robots to, to, to take my spot. There's a great company out there. I'm thinking about investing, you know, as full robotics for a, a contactless pizza, pizza delivery system, right? Where the, the, the robot, you can call in the order like normal and, and uh, the robot will make the whole thing, box it, package it, it's hot, you can come pick it up or you can have it delivered. 
Only person it is the engineer to maintain that it works. So if we're not evolving in that, because you know the evolution means something, something it has a metamorphic change and then the old thing dies away, right? For you to grow and become better, you've got to learn more. You've got to be better. You've got to be more. And back on time, time is not kind to the mind either. When you think about a lot of diseases that people deal with when they get older in age, we can always go back to the health of the food, the healthy lifestyle. We can always point things to, you know, like myself, everybody knows, uh, you know, I've had diabetes and uh, reverse diabetes and then got sick, was in the hospital after nine months of no medicine, had to go back on the medicine and then had to reverse it again. And it was all in my mind. And I changed my eating habits. But think about the people that are 60, 70, 80 years old that didn't do that. Matter of fact, some 30, 40 year olds that didn't want to change their mind because they think they had time or time heals all wounds. You know, time only heals wounds that are treated. I'm going to say that again. Time only heals wounds that are treated. Okay? Because if you don't treat it, still going to be a wound that goes untreated and it can cause many other things. And I'm imploring you today to take the time to invest in you. Take the time to invest in your livelihood. Figure out who you are and walk in your purpose. Walk in your success and your glory. Your purpose may be hard. You may have to change some things. I'm not telling you to quit your job now, but if you've been unhappy in that job and complaining about it for 10 years, why stay? Because of the security of the money? Or have you ever thought that it's not the job, but it's you? Have you ever thought that it's not the business, that it's you? I mean, think about this. That job is probably done by, I don't know, a hundred other thousand people in, 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 in a different part. If you're an account manager, there's a hundred thousand account managers. Some are happy and some aren't. Why are you unhappy with the job? Is it really the job? Is it really the boss? Is it really the company? Why are you unhappy with your business? Is it really the business model? Is it really the, the industry? Is it really the, 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 the business going down because of a, you know, a, a worldwide disaster? Or is it you? Where's your mental health? Where's your mindset? And what you have to truly understand is that you are the only one that determines your outcome. People talk about predestiny because we believe in God. There's a beginning and an end, right? God gives us the dash. We get to write our own book. He lets us be free. I was watching a movie the other day and he said, let the painter paint. And the two guys he said it to was like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? Blank canvas. Let the painter paint. Create your worth. Create your happiness. You know, if you want to make more money, you could do it. Think creatively. Write down 10 things that you could do to be better at your job to get a raise. Write down 10 things you could do to be better to, to, to increase revenue for your business. Write down 10 things for you to be better at being a better husband, a better wife. 
Because, see, the problem is you. It's not the things around us. It's not circumstances. The circumstances happen to everybody. It's about you. You taking the time to evaluate your emotions. You taking the time to evaluate your feelings. You taking the time to sit down and plan out the rest of your life like you're playing your vacation. And I never really thought of that concept. You know, like I said, this is the personal development again. And one of the guys said, man, people will spend um, a year. No, I heard this at a conference, at the Thrive Conference uh, uh, from the CEO circle with Eric Lee. The guy said, people will take a year to plan a wedding for six hours, but won't take a day to plan their life for 60 years. And I was like, wow. That's powerful. Think about it. Anybody know anybody get married on this line? If you're sitting and you're listening, raise your hand to yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to feel the energy, you know, as a, as the theory states, E equals MC square. You know, people that take a year, two years, three years to plan a wedding, a reception for about a six hour event. A year, but won't take 24 hours, 12 hours, eight hours, two hours to plan out what the next 60 years of their life was. And don't feel bad. I was the same way when I was young. I'm not that way now. I've already planned all the way up until about 90. I plan on retiring, playing golf on the senior pro tournament. That's one of my retirements. You know, I'm going to stay active and I'm going to play golf. And even if I come in last place, I'm going to still keep getting paid. But I'm going to do it because I love it. I'm going to keep speaking. I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to make enough money where I can speak for free anywhere I want to go and not be paid for it because that's my purpose and that's my love and passion. I've truly found something that I would do for free. I've paid to be on people's stages. That's how much I enjoy speaking. And I hear other people talk about that. And it's like, oh my God, you paid to be? I sure did. I wanted to speak. And the only way I was going to get on there was to do that. It had less to do with it had less to do with the money because it's a concept that I can make again. It had more to do delivering the message to the people. You can't change a billion lives by talking to only one at a time. But time is infinite to everyone but you. Because it continues, it keeps going. It's always going. It's us that take it for granted. I think what I heard the um, the other day was, um, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember exactly what it said. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow isn't promised. Yesterday is a myth, or yesterday is a is a dream, or something along those lines. Um, that's why. Today is called the present because it's a gift and you should open it. Because if you really think about it, we put Monday, we put names on the days of the week. We gave it seven days according to the calendar. We put numbers and times and things like that on it. Right? Who's to know we don't really have an eight-day week? You know why we don't know? Because once Monday ends, I mean, once Sunday ends, Monday starts regardless. 
if we took away every calendar, if we took away every clock, if we took every every timepiece that happens on here, we had only based the, the, the sun up, sun down method. Just think about how free we would be from the constraints of time. How free we would probably be to plan more of our life instead of feeling like I'm not going to be able to fit it all in. So what? Plan it anyway. You know, it's it's incredible that people don't sit down and do it. So I got a, I got a question in the chat. Aside from financial vehicles, how should someone plan for their future? Uh, the main thing most people are taught to plan for regarding their future is monetarily. And <clears throat> I'm going to address the second part of the question first. Uh, the reason it is is because the society we currently live in, a lot of things that need to be done require some kind of currency or trade, right? But you don't need to have a whole lot of money. You just need to have a lot of vision, right? That's one of the reasons why most people train towards that because having the cash flow helps often. Um, oftentimes when you have more money, you have a better capacity to help others, right? Most of the time. But that's why most are geared towards money first. The best way that somebody should plan for their future that doesn't have to do with the, the, the financial portion of it is to write down a set of goals that have nothing to do with money. Start there. Like one of my goals that I have is to change a billion lives before I die. Right? Another one of my personal goals is to ring the bell at the stock market this time next year, January of 2023. One of my goals is to help fund someone else's business to a success without taking a return like an investor. These are things that it requires money, but I don't need it. I can take it as a concept. Plan out things like, what do you want to be doing 10 years from now, five years from now? There's a, there's a party I'm going to put together, uh, plan it for your future, make you think. I'm going to put a party together. Uh, I think it's going to be January 20th of 2023. So everybody listen to this. You got like six months to put this together. Uh, and it's called. Well, I'm going to work on the name, but it's called a where you want to be party, right? So you're not going to come to this party in 2023 as if it's 2023. You're going to come into this party as if it's 2025 or 2027. I haven't decided if I'm going to do four years or two years. Start envisioning where you see yourself in the future. Start with 10 things and add it to it, right? I started off with 10 things, and now I've added 100 that have nothing to do with money. I just really started jotting things down. Like, I want to plant, you know, a garden. I want to teach my grandkids, whenever they are born, how to garden and be able to be self-sustained. And you plan out your future similar 
to how you plan out your money. Or you plan out how to make your money. We call it the business plan of you. Or the business plan of me, depending on, you know. But I call it the business plan of you. And it starts out just like a traditional business plan. If anybody's ever wrote a business plan before, if anybody's ever wrote a business plan before, it starts off the exact same way. One of the first things that you start off with, of course, is your summary, right? Most of the time there's like an executive summary that explains the business of life. An executive summary could sound something like, you know, here at, I'm going to use me, here at Andre Blasingame Industries, we plan on, uh, you know, reducing global warming, get rid of the carbon footprint while helping a billion lives by unlocking their mind. As an executive summary. Then describe the, then describe the company. Remember when I was talking earlier and I told you to write down the characteristics of who you who you want to be, who you desire to be, right? You're the company. That's in the description. I'm going to be a man of valor. I want to be a man that is trustworthy with integrity. I want to be a man that <clears throat> gets things accomplished, not just on his own, but in a team with an ability to enrich others to get to that same level of success that they need for themselves. You write it just like a business plan. Products and services, right? We think about products and services, think about your own self. You're, you're servicing your own self as a customer. Product and services. One of the services you want to do is you want to work out so you can maintain optimal health. You want to eat better. You want to have a healthier diet. You want to have healthy relationships. Because this life is all about relationships. I found that out the other day. It's all about relationships. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to touch on that a little bit as I go through my my other, because there's seven sections into this life business plan. But um, one thing that key to me that 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 life was important, right, is that you know I was I was having a conversation, and um, we were we were talking about um, people people growing apart from each other. And the one thing that I took strong from that conversation is that the person that they knew and cared a lot about, they had strong feelings towards. But the other couple that they didn't know at all didn't have those feelings. It was just kind of like, hey, here's what it is. You know, that's on them. That's because they never developed a relationship with them. To know who they are, to be like, you know what? It's the same situation. It's just that I know them and they don't know me. That's it. So what is the product of you? Emotional healing, emotional health, emotional wealth. How do you want to see yourself in five to 10 years from now? Not with a dollar sign, but with the sign of who you are for the times. What products and services are you going to offer to you? How are you going to take care of you? Like, you don't worry about the money when you want to plan a trip. 
Most of the time you plan the trip and then you figure out how you're going to pay for it. Why in life the same way? We always focus on the money first. Well, let me figure out how to get this million dollars so I can take this million dollar trip. No, we dream first. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to travel here. I want to travel there. I want to be doing this and doing that. Like I want to retire playing golf. I got golf clubs. I took golf lessons already. That's planning out life. I watch golf on TV. And I may never get on the PGA tour, but I will be on the senior PGA tour at 60, 70 years old, walking up down the green, making, you know, uh, 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 below minimum to hit a, a, a round white ball into a cup at the end of a green. But I planned that out. It had nothing to do with money. I don't need money. I just need to be a better player. Better player I get, you know, this things like endorsements. <laughs> Right? I don't have to use my own money. People will pay for it for me. Take an analysis of the market. Take an analysis of you. Who are you? What have you done? What do you want to accomplish? What is your purpose? What is your passion? Are you living in it? Are you unhappy or are you happy? Analyze you, the market. All right, when I was 20 and I was in college, I wanted to be an engineer. Now that I'm 35, 40, and I'm a restaurant manager. Okay, did you want to be an engineer or was somebody told you that you had to be an engineer? But you really wanted to be in the restaurant business. How is it working for you? How successful is it? Market analysis also involves in changing your system, what you're currently doing. If you're not a morning person, why do you have a nine-to-five job? Why do you work in the morning? You know, I have to applaud my daughters, right? When they were younger, in their teens, the ones that aren't morning people, let me say it like that, which is three of, three of well, technically all four. Because I'm, I'm a huge morning person. I love getting up early in the morning. But I like the night, too, so I'm just balanced. But anyway, they stopped taking jobs where they had to be at work at six in the morning. <laughs> they don't like to get up. Now they take jobs where they go at, you know, midnight. You know, or or not midnight, you know, they go at like noon. One of my daughters, she's a chef in Louisville, Kentucky, at a uh, restaurant called Barvetti's. You know, she don't go to work till noon, sometimes two o'clock. You know, she's a semi-morning person, but if she don't have to get up early, she won't. She planned that out that way. My other daughter, she goes to work, you know, four days a week and, and, and doesn't go to work until like two. She trying to get up in the morning. I called her the other day. I wanted to pick her up early. She was like, that early now I ain't going to be up. See, real. Understand who you are. You know, I got another daughter that, 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 that's an all day person and, you know, but she takes morning jobs and she knows she can't be on time too. She's learned that lesson not to do that. See, you got to plan that out. Market analysis. Who are you? And then your strategy and implementation. One, one strategy I can always say is find somebody else that's successful that's doing something that you want to do. Follow them. Kiana, go ahead. Chime in. Hey, so yeah, regarding, uh, I like what you said, find out who you are. Um, and I say I like that because uh, at this point in time, we're finding that a lot of people, um, newer generations, 
are not doing the same things that the older generation uh, has uh, do. We're, we're, we're kind of changing the way life looks for the concept of work. And um, some people are not signing up for the, the, the typical nine-to-five concept. They're not even signing up for the working five days a week or seven days a week. We're just not signing up for the convention. And that's quite problematic for older generations. It's very offensive to them because then it's like, you know, you're, we're failing some kind of way. But I think what is interesting that you pointed out is uh, your daughter, who is, who t- is an all-day person, took on a morning job but can't be on time to that job. Um, but the thing that you said after that was find out who you are. And something that newer generations have done is exactly that. Who am I and who do I want to be? Um, and so younger generations see what the good old-fashioned 9 to 5 has <laughs> offered in life, and they don't want it. They don't want to be away from their families 90% of the time. Um, but there was nobility wrapped into that to some degree. Even though you came home to kids who were crying because daddy was never home, you were coming to a wife who uh, didn't have her husband. You know, But there was nobility for the men specifically wrapped into being away from your family all the time. So men gravitated to that because it was socially acceptable. They got a lot of praise. They brought home the so-called bacon, and that was their only job in life. And being a father and or a husband kind of came second to, you know, to being on the hamster wheel, the monetary hamster wheel. So, you know, that kind of got wrapped into people's psyches, and so that generationally was passed down. And now we have a generation that's like, nah, I'm not signing up for that. No, thanks. I'm going to do this over here. And older generations are like, what the hell are you doing? You're failing at life. And so my point is, I guess, I'm really thankful for people who are doing exactly as you said. Who am I? Who do I want to be? Who was I? Like, you know, it's the, the, the center. Coming to center, realizing that you actually literally do have a choice. You don't actually have to sign up for anything just because somebody did it before you. There's no rule that says you have to literally be a carbon copy of those who came before you. That's not natural. That's not even where evolution lives. Evolution doesn't live in sameness. There's no such thing as sameness in evolution. It's called evolution for a reason. So I I guess um, it takes some serious, you know, uh, I guess to combat older generations who get pissed off and offended and who think everything is wrong because – Kids these days aren't doing this, and kids these days aren't that, and kids these days aren't this. Well, so what did people do in the year 11, 10? Damn sure they didn't do, didn't do what they do now, so why is it a problem? You know, and in the year 35, 90, nobody's going to be doing the same thing. It's not meant to be the same. And, you know, so I think I, I think there, there there should be a little bit more, not even acceptance, but just like less chatter you know, about what people should and shouldn't do because at the end of the day, that person has to do exactly as you said. Who the hell am I? Because when it comes down to it, it's about who you are and what makes you happy, right? Right. Um, It it doesn't matter what your faith is. Everybody knows my faith. I'm the only one that's going to get me there. I love my pastor. Incredible man. Love my family. Right? But at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one 
that passes away and goes to that other side, you know, to that afterlife, to that, 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 that glorification. The only person that can get me there is me. It comes down to the relationships that I have with my creator and, of course, the relationships I have with my people here. But how do I be the best version of me for me to be happy? Because if I'm the best version of me, I can help more people. And a lot of people don't understand that. Older generation, it's because they were doing nine to five for so long because, you know, when I was growing up, everything was closed on Sunday. Saturday was half days. Nothing was really 24 hours unless you were going to a hotel, right? I mean, it shut down. The bank would shut down. I mean, even the banking industry has changed to, you know, the end of business day when I was growing up was 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you were in California, you didn't make it to the bank by noon. Your deposit wasn't going in the same day. Hardcore facts. You know what I'm saying? If if, if you lived in anywhere that that, that didn't do that, it was not going in the same day. Your check wasn't going to be cashed to the next day. And then you might still have to wait another day. Now it's, it's somebody thought it would be smart. How about we make the deposit time California time? Right? Instead of 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because all the money's on the East Coast with the stock market and Twin Towers and et cetera, et cetera. Why don't we do 6 p.m. Pacific Time? Because that gives everybody else till like 9, right? <laughs> to deposit their check and get their money the same day. And it's like, wow, somebody just really just, 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 just thought of that simplicity. And nobody wanted to agree with it over the years because it wasn't what they've been doing for so long. Nine to five. Nine to five worked when everything was nine to five hours. Grocery stores, you know, would stay open until like eight for the nine to five people to come shop. And they'd stay open to midnight. One of 24 hour Walmarts in the 70s. And if they were 24 hours, it was like one in like a hundred mile radius. You know, bus systems used to stop. Everything evolves and changes and grows from it. Why are you still conforming? Probably because you don't know who you are. And until you really find out who you are, it's going to continue to be a struggle and what your purpose is for you, not for everybody else. You take that time to write down 10 characteristics of who you want to be compared to who you are. Put those together so that you can be the best version of you that you can be. And I'm going to continue this on on, on next week, but you build your future just like you build a business plan. If you ever notice with a business plan, and I'm probably going to end with this because this might take a couple of minutes. Anytime you make a business plan for your business, it never starts with the money. A seven-part business plan starts with just about everything but the money. The last page is the financial plan and the projections. I want you all to think about that when you think about planning your life and how it goes. Because people always say, you know, somehow I always plan, you know, for the future as it relates to money. You know, I want to make $100,000. What are the other six ways to get there? I want to make a million dollars. What are the other six ways to get there? Right? Not so much the how, but the how at the same time. 
Because a business plan starts with an executive summary, a company description, products and services, marketing analysis, which includes the SWOT, which is a whole nother conversation. You know, your uh, strengths, your weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Just imagine if you did that for your own life or planning your own future, like a business plan. Because that business is you. SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Imagine if you did that for yourself. Then you got strategy and implementation. Then you have organization and building your team. And then you have the financial plan and the projections, right? So, uh, uh, Kiana, to the question, I don't know if it was your question, somebody texted in, you know, how do you plan for your future aside from using the uh, financial vehicles? Use the same thing in the business plan of you. Go through the first six steps of the summary, the description, the services, the analysis, of uh, the strategy, of the, the, the organization and the team. And then you start working on the money because if you're not working on you, you can't become a millionaire if you don't have a millionaire mindset. If you've got a $30,000 mindset, you're going to make $30,000, maybe $35. That's the mindset. It's all mindset. Like you may want to make $60,000, but your mind is only worth 30, no matter how great your skills are. Because everybody wants to get a raise for doing the same job over and over and over and over and over again. Right? And it's most companies don't really do that in a significant way to really make you valuable. If you work in a company, you were making a hundred thousand dollars when you start and your raise is 1% every year to do the exact same job. Eventually you're going to feel like you, you aren't worth more, right? It's a mindset. No, it's not that you're not worth more. That's all that job pays. Stop looking at the fact that they're underpaying you and start thinking about the fact that you're underpaying yourself. See the company. And remember, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. And remember, a job is always going to be just a job. That's a title that has never, ever changed since the beginning of time. So yeah. when you think in terms of a job, taking you to a six or seven figure salary, that's not going to happen. And the chances of the individual becoming the CEO, the president, CFO, COO, that's very, very slim. Right now, we're recognizing that Black folks are in those positions, but very few and far between. So just as you said, Andre, it's all about a mindset. And as you know, I've been in business all of my adult life. It's hard for me to think in terms of an employee, because as an employee, I'm kept at a very specific level, which is terribly uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. So in order for me to get to the next level, I have to think, I have to have a different mindset. I'm not an employee. I've never been an employee. Nope. I've always been the one to run the company. I know my worth. Even if no one else sees it or they wonder why I am there, I know that I'm far more valuable than what they've put on me. I and remember that. Even if you are an employee, you're the CEO of you. Right. Always remember that. Because I know a lot of people that love the jobs that they do, right? Only make six figures. They probably could make more if they wanted to go for another company. But they love what they do. Always remember that you're the CEO of you. No, you're not ever an employee. You do a job function for somebody else. There's nothing wrong with that. 
You do a job so function for a company that's already established, has been built, and needed your expertise to do what you needed to do, do what they need to be done. You're not an employee. You're the CEO of your life. That was your choice. And it's now at the top of the hour. Thank you guys so much. You have tuned in to Chef Dre Blast, the Chef Day Cuisine on the recipe menu Mondays. I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you. And use the business plan approach when planning the future of you. All right. I think we're going to dive a little bit more deep into that one next week. I appreciate you guys and uh, wishes the best. That's right. Coming up on championship this week. So I love you. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Have a great day. Okay, Andre. Thank you so much. And Andre, wonderful as usual. And thank you folks for listening to Chef Andre Blast. Menu Mondays, as always, it is tasty. It is a tasty, tasty treat. So join Chef Andre Blast next week for Menu Mondays with Chef Andre Blast thinking. Be sure to join Dr. Corliss Bennett this afternoon for Mindful Mondays and also Dr. Godwin Orkay for In Your Own Words. You have been listening to the Intentional Talk Radio Network right here on ITRMRadio.com. You can get this and all of the broadcasts here on all of your favorite and major podcast platforms. Be sure to listen each and every day for Menu Monday, Chef Andre Blass, and Dr. Godwin Orkay every Monday. ITRNRadio.com. Have a good afternoon. Be safe. Take care of yourself. And please take care of all this. Have a good afternoon. 